Welcome to Can I Offer You Some Feedback? My name is Sara, and this is the podcast for those who have a complicated relationship with feedback and are looking to hear from real people across levels and industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. Before we dive in, I'd like to introduce our guest today for the podcast, Sarah. I consider them to be a health engagement expert and a wellness strategist. Welcome to the conversation. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you too. Let's kick things off with the main question of the podcast. When I say the phrase, can I offer you some feedback? What's your gut reaction when you hear that? My gut reaction is, oh crap, what did I do wrong? That's my gut reaction. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You're not the first to have said that. Definitely a response. What does it make you think of? I think that I first go to what did I do wrong? Because I don't really consistently get feedback. And when I do, it is during a performance review. And it's, you know, you're like, okay, you're doing great. Or I would do this differently. Um, I'm not receiving consistent feedback for the good and the bad. That's why I probably initially go to, oh, what have I done? (laughs) What do I need to apologize for? Yeah. And that's often what happens a lot of times, especially with high performers, that you're not getting enough feedback. Mm-hmm. And so when someone does want to give you feedback, it's easy to assume the worst, especially if you're getting conditioned to the only time I give you feedback is when you're doing something wrong. Right, right. When you're thinking about that, and I know that you've both been uh, in supervisory roles as well as individual contributor, which do you prefer to be, the giver or the receiver of feedback? I think you have to have both. You have to be a giver and a receiver in order for feedback to work. Um, I want people that I give feedback to to feel comfortable giving it back to me. I want them to feel comfortable receiving it from me. You know, I'm a lifelong learner. I definitely have room to improve. Um, I recently heard this quote, um, you will never become who you are meant to be if you're content with who you are. So I'm constantly trying to, you know, what is my next step? What's my next challenge? And when you take on challenges in order to grow, you definitely have some stumbling. And if you don't receive feedback through that stumbling, both pro and con, um, you can't grow. And we all want to grow. That's what we're here for. If If we weren't challenging ourselves, it would become boring. I hear you kind of articulating right there that balance between creating the space that's comfortable, but also pushing yourself into the discomfort. So both and, and thinking about how you can support and push not only yourself, but also those you work with to be able to kind of think of it in both of those ways. So that's really interesting. So when you think about feedback, how would you describe what meaningful feedback is? I think that meaningful feedback has to have uh, trust as its foundation. Without trust and that kind of respect that comes from trusting the person, the feedback is not meaningful. Most of the time feedback is given is during, you know, the mandatory mid-year and year-end check-in. And it's kind of like, you're doing a great job or you're not doing a great job, one one or the other. Meaningful feedback really comes from immediately after you do something, good or bad, someone reaching out to you and saying, hey, you did that good, or maybe think about improving in XYZ way. When you have that tangible example and you're able to say, like, I did this well, 
or I can improve on this. It's right after you've done something, the light bulb goes off and things are, you're able to put it together. Like, okay, I can improve on this or, okay, I did this great. I'm going to do it that same way next time. When you're just given feedback mid-year and year end, there's no context. You have no frame of reference as to what you did well or what you need to improve on because it's like, you did well. Like, when? When did Mm -hmm. I do well? When did I need to improve? Not, you need to improve. Um, So I guess to summarize, my meaningful feedback comes when you have trust, respect, and you know, a level of consistency so that it's it's happening after you do something where feedback should be given, not just mm-hmm. twice a year because you have to check a box. Yeah. And sometimes doing it in that kind of perfunctory way, like I'm doing this because I have to, mm-hmm. you're missing the opportunity to yeah. really connect with someone. It has to be immediate. Yeah. And it has to, that timeliness, that immediacy and directly connected to a situation. I love that you were articulating that need to not only provide the specific example, but also the recommendation. Yeah. I think that, you know, sometimes we, if we remember to do the example, (laughs) we forget to do the recommendation, right? It's not just when, but now what, right? And connecting that for the person is sometimes, you know, just that extra step that can make a huge difference. So I I love that you shared that. That's a reinforcement method, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're disciplining a child. Hey, you did a good job tying your shoes. I like how you made it into bunny ears or whatever the example may be. Mm -hmm. That's how we are trained to, to improve. And, you know, that's the reinforcement that we need to like actually make a change. Yeah. And, you know, I'm smiling at that example you were talking about with, you know, whether it's providing feedback or that constructive support to a child. I think sometimes when working with children, whether you're a caregiver, whether you're a parent, you know, whatever your role might be, we're a lot more patient and giving with our feedback. And so what would it look like if we also extended (laughs) that same courtesy to the adults in our lives? Yeah. Thinking about providing the context, providing that immediacy, providing more of the support that we're looking for. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you were sharing, I, I could hear a lot of different um, ideas and examples that you might have been thinking of. Could you share perhaps an experience of when you've seen meaningful feedback delivered? Definitely. Like I said, professionally, I believe most of my feedback has been given during performance reviews. You're doing a great job. Okay, thanks. When? <laughs> How? What would you like me to keep doing well? You know, that context is just maybe not given. But I really do think I have two solid examples of relationships and times in my life where I have received meaningful feedback. The first is, you know, in the gym with a coach that I trust. They are the Mm -hmm. expert and they watch me lift the weight or do the activity. And they say, great job. Try moving your body this way or try holding the the bar this way or the weights. Um, And then they watch you do it again and again and again and commend you when you do it correctly. And then you, you have that, that, that trust is there. Like I said, it's consistent and very tangible in the moment. So that's where the one example that I just really thought, like I have had a couple of 
coaches, trainers in my life that have been really great at doing that. And that's such a great point with the coach. I mean, can you imagine if your trainer gave you feedback every six months yeah. on how you were yeah, like, doing? Like, you lifted that weight really well four months ago. Like, yeah, right. that's not not helpful. And and it's a perfect example of that ongoing frequency, that immediacy. Like, you would never continue to work with a coach, a trainer who only gave you feedback once a year, yeah. twice a year. Like yeah. that. That sounds ridiculous. So I, I love that connection. Yes. And if it was like, great job. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. You need to improve. What? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I I love that connection. But I I know you mentioned you had a second example as well. Um, I've been married 11 years now. So I think really, if I didn't kind of tip my hat to, you know, how relationships work with my partner, with my spouse, Mm -hmm. in order to have two children and and uh, pay a mortgage and you know buy groceries you got to have the trust and you have to have process improvement along the way <laughs> in how you deal with things in your marriage in your partnerships in life mm-hmm. so i think you know that's always hard right at the beginning when you get married and and of course there's room to improve but you know my husband's really good at providing me with like hey, when you did this, it bugged me. And I'm open to receiving that because I want him to be happy. I want mm. our marriage to last. And so mm-hmm. I think that that example kind of really layers in the, you know, the trust, the respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't just tell me when I do things right. He's like, oh, I li- really liked it when you put away the dishes. I'm like, oh, I guess I should do that some more o- more often and make him happy, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. So, um I think that's another example, you know, coaching, you know, marriage, when those things are going well, you are giving and receiving feedback and you are doing so in a consistent manner where you're, you're wanting to, you know, take your marriage to the next level, your weightlifting to the next level. You want to take your job to the next level. That same kind of mindset has to be part of your everyday frame. Your, the, the frame of reference. I, I want to improve. That means I'm going to have to hear some tough stuff sometimes. But yeah. if you're the one giving the feedback, you know, acknowledge like it may be hard to hear, but that's what's necessary to grow. Absolutely. And, and that is part of the challenge. Yeah. You've already mentioned a couple of tidbits so far. I'm curious if you had maybe one wish for people, if they could do just one thing better <laughs> regarding feedback, what might be that one thing you'd pick? Uh, I think consistency. And, you know, not to have your feedback given once, twice a year, to really do it in the moment and do it when good things happen, as well as room for improvement, more of the negative things that someone may be doing. You got to have both. And when you are doing it consistently, you're doing it in the moment, you're really building the trust and the respect that you should have to receive it as well. So I think that's um, consistency is really, you know, my word that comes to mind that I wish people could, could just do more often with feedback. That's excellent. Thank you for that. So for our last question in our time together, Sarah, would it be okay? Can I offer you some feedback? Oh, sure. 
Excellent. I think in our conversation today, you've really hit on the idea of creating not only, you mentioned that consistent environment, but creating the environment where people feel comfortable to be able to not only ask questions, but also receive the feedback from those questions. Um, I know in my working with you, I love the way that you do create that space, that open environment for people to have the comfort, but also you have such a nice way of gently pushing people into discomfort. Can you try this other approach? Have you considered this? Might this work for you? And I love that you open the door for people in that way. This also connected with your ability to describe things in 10 different ways for people to try (laughs) this way, that way, another way, here's another option. And so when I see those two connected, creating the environment and being able to educate in a number of different varieties, I think this is a superpower for you. So I'd love to see, I'd love to see more opportunities where you're kind of merging these two together. I know you're already doing it a lot, but this is a, a fantastic skill that you have and so grateful that I have it in my life as well. Thank you. Thank you. I love this positive feedback that you're giving me. I really appreciate (laughs) it. And it will motivate me to um, be more intentional with my feedback and my storytelling. Thank you. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. And thanks to you for joining us for another episode of Can I Offer You Some Feedback? You can reach me at podcast at mod.network. We would love to hear from you on your thoughts on feedback and any other perspectives you'd like to hear from next. As always, you can give us a quick rating on your platform of choice and share this podcast with a friend. And I'm hoping that tomorrow you can take that chance and offer some feedback when it's needed most. Can I Offer You Some Feedback is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, hosted by me, Sara Esmail Beggy Bartlett. Our production team includes Nyjah Galladay, Hannah Ray Leach, and Gray Longfellow. We'll see you next time. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission, that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.